Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food, Valentine's edition. Ooh. First, I saw this at the grocery store yesterday. Did you hear Tyson is making chicken nuggets in the shape of hearts just in time for Valentine's Day? Huh. They're called nuggets of love. <laughs> <laughs> we don't eat chicken nuggets in our family because it's just me and my husband, but it would have been funny to get home from the store and gone, hey, Glenn, I got you some nuggets of love. Uh, Second, Krispy Kreme will be accepting pre-orders soon for their Hearts Full of Joy donuts for Valentine's Day. You can deliver them nationwide. And finally, in the world of food, Valentine edition, White Castle is once again transforming most of their locations into... The Love Castle on February 14th, where you can enjoy white tablecloths, hostess seating, and decorations while you dine on (laughs) burgers and fries. Well, thanks for the heads up a couple of weeks early. Yeah, you're welcome. You're already now. Reservations at White Castle for honey. Guess where I'm taking you on Valentine's? (laughs) (laughs) Don't build it up like that first. (laughs) Are you going to any weddings this year? Coming up, turns out tying the knot is good for you. Are you going to any weddings this year? Two of my nieces are getting married. And uh, so this is timely. Turns out tying the knot is good for you. Hmm. Yep. When it comes to health, married people have an edge, especially married men. They say marriage provides you with a sense of belonging, more opportunities for social engagement and reduced feelings of loneliness. The social interaction does everything from reducing inflammation to lowering your risk of heart disease and more. So mm. that's exciting that my nieces are getting married and I can say... That is cool. I should text them this article. I totally agree that it has more positive uh, more positive effect for men than, than women. <laughs> I just look at me and most of the guys I know and their wives and I'm just like, guys... We definitely got the better end of the deal here. (laughs) There's no doubt about it. Guess what today is? It's National Thesaurus Day. And uh, you might think, well, whoop-de-doo. But there's actually some words, some synonyms Mm -hmm. that will actually make you sound smart. Okay. So maybe we can all start trying to use these words together. I'll give you some of them. What do synonyms have? They have nothing to do with dinosaurs, though. (laughs) That was good. That was cute. The the Zars Rex. Yeah, that was good. Kev, I thought you would love this because you said uh, a while back you're going to try and do what a good friend of mine does, and that's use the word lovely. Lovely, right. More often, mm-hmm. like the British. Um, so it's National Thesaurus Day, and they say these these synonyms will make you sound a lot smarter than you are. So okay. instead of saying that you're happy, you say, oh, I'm delighted. And you sound Delight. smart. I'm del- that's the... Isn't that delightful? That is delightful. (laughs) What a lovely, delightful outing we had. I've been saying, isn't that delightful for years since the movie Rocket Man? I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie, but he says that at one point. Isn't that delightful? (laughs) That's where you got it. Uh Um, Instead of begin, like you, you, maybe you're in charge of starting the meeting. Uh You'll you'll say, let's commence. Shall we commence? (laughs) Um, People have to look it up. (laughs) Instead of saying, I need to think about that. Say. I'll contemplate. I'll contemplate. I'll, you sound a lot smarter. I will give that the utmost consideration. Instead of now let's saying, let's commence. It will be lovely. 
Delightful. <laughs> Why do we use a weird voice when we try to sound smart? Because um, <laughs> maybe we don't think do we sound smart normally. <laughs> <laughs> instead of wrong, say, oh, I believe you, that is Aranus. Aranus? <laughs> yes. Ar- Ar- Am I saying that right? I don't know. E-R-R-O-N-E-O-U-S. Wow, we are sounding smart. Instead of saying, I need to ask something, asking about something, you say, I will inquire. Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. Okay. So see, sorry, you sound really smart. Thanks to our thesauruses. I sound really smart because of my thesaurus. Okay, it's National Thesaurus Day, but it's also, can we just celebrate Winnie the Pooh Day and have some honey and move on? Ooh, that sounds better. Given the choice, which would you rather, Thesaurus Day or Winnie the Pooh Day? I'm going Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. So Taylor's forcing us to celebrate National Thesaurus Day. I'm just trying to help us sound smart instead of saying, you know, some of our normal words. Instead of saying happy, say, I'm delighted. Do you ever think when you try to sound smart, it can backfire? Like you think you're using a word in a certain way and it, and it, and it's not that way at all. Sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like but, my, my wife is, she's the queen of getting phrases wrong. Mm-hmm. And she just did one the other day and I meant to write it down. I forgot what it was. But she's, she'll say, instead of hold on to your hats, she'll say, hold on to your pants. Mm-hmm. And she said she used pants for something else. And I was like, that's not the saying. She was, yes, it is. <laughs> she'll insist that <laughs> it is. I love that she's dug in about oh, it. Oh, yeah. She that totally makes it even will better. insist that it is, and it's completely wrong, right? But no, seriously, I think with synonyms, we could sound smarter. I mean, just think about how we always think people <clears throat> with a British or an Australian accent sound smarter. And part of it is the words they use. Like, instead of getting in a line, they get in the queue. Okay. Just to anyone else, when Taylor said synonyms, did anyone else automatically think, I want to go to Cinnabon. (laughs) Maybe that's the ADD kicking in. (laughs) Right when you said that word, I was like, ooh, Ooh, cinnamon roll. Gooey cinnamony goodness. (laughs) Have you ever had a blast from your past get a hold of you? Like it's, it's quite possible nowadays through DNA testing, social media. There's so many ways to find people. Mm -hmm. And my sister, my oldest sister, um, she got a message through social media a couple, like probably like six or seven months ago. Okay. And she's like, who's this? And it was a little boy that she played with in their neighborhood when she was, get this, two and three years old. Wow. And she struck up, you know, conversation. They're both, my sister's very happily married, has three daughters this guy is very happy in his relationship. Like there's, it was not like a romantic thing. It was just a, hey, how did how did life turn out for you? And they kind of rekindled their friendship. And so my sister and her husband invited him and his other half and their their elderly dog, who they don't leave alone anywhere, to come <laughs> stay with them for one night. And my mom was all involved because you know my mom was the one who Ugh. you know was approved that they could be friends when they were little my okay. my mom said she was telling me the other day it was such a sweet little friendship because he didn't have any brothers and sisters mm. my mom had a newborn at home my sister, sister sarah right? and so they would play together and she would sometimes they would take her to lunch with them and it was just such a blessing in my mom's life so they actually came over to my mom's house uh, during the afternoon while my sister was cooking dinner mm-hmm. and hung out with my mom and told stories, and she went through old fi- pictures and found a picture 
of this little guy and my sister when they were little wow. and, and brought it to the dinner. And they had <laughs> so much fun. They loved it. And I was just like, that's one of the most adventurous things I've ever heard of someone doing. Yeah. I'm, Inviting someone to be an overnight guest who you oof. haven't seen since you were like three and four years old. Would you file that under, uh, I'm glad you did it, but I never would? Probably. But I I mean, my sister's never done anything like this before in her life. Yeah. I mean, this was big. And, and I was so proud of her for it. Because I'm surprised her husband was okay with it. They were. Oh, he was all in and he had a blast too. Huh. And they were sharing their faith with them. And it was just like this mm. really happy occasion. It all went great. Okay, don't answer this out loud. Just think about it for a minute. Coming okay. up, is it helpful to be in a bad mood? Is it ever helpful to be in a bad mood? My initial reaction to this question is no, never. But looks like I'm wrong. New study found that people in bad moods may perform detail-oriented tasks better. People in negative moods, whether they're angry or sad... We're more careful and analytical than people in a positive mood. Now, it's not just because they're less chatty and distracted by others. When the people in the study were in a negative mood, they were more careful. And they scrutinized what was actually in front of them and didn't just fall back on general knowledge or routine. Hmm. I don't, this is so bizarre yeah. to me because I feel like I, wonder, I do everything better when I'm in a good mood. I want to know what they mean by a bad mood. What, what do they actually they mean said by that? They said sad or angry. Because if I'm angry, forget it. it it's going to be sloppy, whatever I'm, whatever <laughs> task I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just not going to go well. Yeah. If I'm in a good mood, yeah, I get things done and, and they're done well and I do them the best That's of my ability. But you feel I'm more a, creative when you're in a good mood? I mean, this was a bizarre study. Who did, who did this study? <laughs> I can look it up. I'll find out. For Usually, you. I say follow the money to find out who came up with the study. But who who has any financial benefit from being you know diagnosing someone in a bad mood? I don't know. Who would want and who would want to be in a bad mood? But then you think of like I don't know go getters in industry. Some of those people are just terrible human beings that you don't want to be around right and they get things done though yeah it's and true. they're very successful so look at uh, simon uh, on you know but, well, is he on, on the voice uh, now america's or? got talent now america's got talent now but uh, supposedly he's turned a new leaf oh and, really he's nicer now supposedly i haven't i haven't oh. watched any of those remember it was like that those shows were must see tv like uh uh, what's a, American Idol? It's like you don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I remember. I haven't seen any of those shows in probably over ten years now. So if you have kids, you probably have a couple of things that the kid has to have. Like our son Kyle, when he was little, he had a blanket. We could not leave the house without blankie. As a matter of fact, he still has it. <laughs> he just turned thirty-one, and he still wow, has it. Still has his blankie. He's toured the world with musicians. He took the blankie with him. I know, right? That's either really sweet or concerning. I don't know. Maybe a mix of both. But anyhow, I'm wondering, what do your kids have that if you forget this item, you're turning the car around because you don't want to live without the kid having his blankie or whatever it is? What is it for you? Hey, Stephanie, it's Kevin and Taylor. So what is one item that your child just can't leave behind? It would be chaos if they did. So my oldest son has had the same blanket that was made by his great-grandmother. It was actually used by his father when he was a, a child as well. No kidding. 
Yeah, the same blanket um, since he was a baby, and he has slept that, with that every night, um, if possible, and is always looking for it. And I'm convinced that he's 13 now. I'm convinced that he will go to college with that, <laughs> along with his beagle, Grady, who he also <laughs> wants to take with him. So, um, so it's been very... Uh, you're, you're, the story made me chuckle because I've got the same son, it seems like, that wants to carry his blanket. You know what's interesting about... Um Interesting about Kyle is he's one of these kids. He's like, I'm not into stuff. I want to simplify. I don't want a lot of stuff. But he does have like very sentimental attachments to certain things. Like he does not have a lot of stuff, but the stuff he has has very deep meaning to him. It's really cool. Agreed. Yeah, and I think the same thing for my son Joshua. And I think it's really sweet, especially because his great grandmother made that blanket. Yeah, so, special. Um, wow. We'll with him forever. It's so, like Kyle, yep. Kyle and I ran a 5K together when he was in college, and he I was giving the shirt away. You know how they give you a T-shirt for running a 5K? I had it in the Goodwill pile. Like, these are going to Goodwill. He's like, Dad, you can't get rid of that shirt. We did that together. I still have mine. Aw, that's so sweet. <laughs> Isn't that cool? That's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome that they have such um, great attachments to things that are very meaningful. Janet, we're talking about stuff that your kids can't leave the house without. For my son Kyle, when he was little, it was his blankie. What about you? Same thing, and my daughter is 27. And does she still have her blankie? Oh, yes, she does. And she actually, um, when she was 20 years old, had a car accident. And her aunt, who had made her original blankie, made her a second blankie because the other one was starting to fall apart. Aww. And now, original blankie has been retired to the hope chest. And she has her second blankie, and she still has it everywhere. No she kidding. She takes it with her where she goes. No so, kidding. So, no, he's not weird. So, no, he's not weird. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool if, if two kids like that ended up getting married? They both had their blankies. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very cute. I'm betting that that couple, they have their honeymoon at Disney. <laughs> I'm just betting they would. Do you feel like it's super fun to take those online quizzes? You might want to think twice before you start clicking. When you answer things like your favorite breed of dog or your favorite band in high school, mm-hmm. keep in mind that those are the same kind of prompts that are security checks for bank accounts. Whoops. Sometimes bad actors <laughs> behind those quizzes collect snippets of info that you share online and use it to put together a fuller picture of your identity. For example, a scammer may already know your date of birth and your address, and they may only need to know the name of your first pet to access one of your online accounts. By taking that quiz, you could be providing them with uh, the if info they need to steal right. your identity. You know, the so. last four digits of your social security number added to your birthday equals your lucky number. Yeah. Make sure you show your work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like less obvious. Like... I wouldn't have thought, like, oh, name your first pet on a quiz is just oh, yeah, not smart. That is put... so common on security questions, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. some, what some people do is they, they, they don't, like, name your first pet. They'll, I never had a dog named Spot, but they'll mm-hmm. say Spot. Yeah. Just, you know, the, to confuse people or to avoid that. Yeah, they said it's one time it not to be truthful. Right. And I, uh, my husband's a fee-only certified financial planner. I heard him on the phone with a client the other day, mm-hmm. and he was trying to protect him from a scammer. There was this big, huge scam happening, and he goes, I promise you, even if you owe the IRS a million dollars, 
they will send you a letter. Right, not, they will not call you. A guy's not going to call and say, give me the million dollars now. Right. <laughs> Major credit cards accepted. Hey, remember the guy that saved like 20 people's lives during that snowstorm in Buffalo? Coming up, wait till you hear how they're thanking him. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Do you remember hearing about the guy who saved 20 people's lives during that terrible snowstorm in Buffalo? His name is Jay. He's a mechanic. And he had gone out in the storm on purpose to rescue a friend. And he got in trouble himself. They were turned down by several homes Mm. where they asked for help and people turned them away. So when he realized that he, along with a lot of other people, were trapped in their cars during this terrible snowstorm and would run out of gas and probably wouldn't make it, he broke into a school nearby and helped people get from their cars to the school they, so they could survive. 20 people are alive today because of Jay. Wow, way to go. And uh, he left a note apologizing mm. to the school. Mm-hmm. So sorry I broke in. Sorry about the food we took. And uh, they've forgiven him. Well, the Buffalo Bills got wind of his heroic acts and awarded Jay with two tickets to the Super Bowl in wow. Arizona. No kidding. Yeah. They wanted him to thank him for saving those lives. That is that is awesome. And, and the school did ask him, though, to write 100 times on the chalkboard, I will not break into classrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one of those teachers in your life that's just always trying to help kids learn creatively? Like, hmm. they're just always kicked up a notch. Yeah, Their the classroom best. is decorated extra special. Mm-hmm. Their activities are amazing. Right. Well, my sister is a kindergarten teacher, and she did the cutest thing to teach her kids Um, Something about phonetics the other day. I can't wait to tell Mm. you about it in just a minute. I think we all know one of those teachers that just goes above and beyond the call of duty. And it's such a hard job as it is. Mm -hmm. And then they're just always doing something to make it fun or creative and make learning interesting for kids. And I am so proud of my sister, Sarah. She's a kindergarten teacher at a Christian school in Michigan, and she's been teaching for quite a few years now. And um, she does the, um, for those teachers listening, she does the old-fashioned phonetics method Mm -hmm. of teaching her kids. And so every year she does this thing where she has a wedding where Q gets married to you. And she brings her old veil that she had from when she got married. Um, I, I remember I told you the other day she was going to use my dad's hat in honor of my dad who passed yes. away two yeah, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I found out that was actually what the pastor, the kid who played the pastor, he wears dad hat because my dad used to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. And they they walk down the aisle that is the classroom and they have a little wedding, and she sent me a video, and I captured the the sound for you. This listen, how cute this is. Killing you, will you always be together in a word? Yes, I do. Yay for killing you! Yay for killing you! And then I remember I told you I thought she baked um, cookies for the occasion. There's this huge tray, and I thought the kids were going to decorate heart cookies. Turns out she did like a a semi-homemade trick. It was Little Debbie Cakes, the heart ones for Valentine's, and she Uh unwrapped them and put them on a plate. And made it look like a bakery had you know what that is? done this. That's years of teaching experience. Yes. <laughs> that's what that is. So I was glad to know my sister hadn't stayed up all night baking with everything that's going on oh, in her life. And what a gift her she dad. is to those yeah. kids. That Isn't is that really awesome? cool. Yay for cueing you. <laughs> Adorable.
So in case you're just joining us, I'm talking about my sister, the kindergarten teacher, teaching phonetics by having a wedding in her classroom for Q and U. Q and U, will you always be together in a word? Yes, I do. So my yes. sister said what she does is all the kids know ahead of time that this day is going to be the wedding. So she mm-hmm. encourages them all to really get dressed up. Oh, that's neat. And then she does a drawing to see who gets to be the bride and groom. Oh, that's how and she And who gets okay. to be the pastor. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, after school, the bride ran up to her mom in carpool line and said, Mommy, don't freak out. I got married today, <laughs> but it wasn't real. There wasn't a ring. <laughs> right. <laughs> Reception was held in the cafeteria. <laughs> Honeymoon at recess. That's so cute. <laughs> she was really worried her mom would freak out. <laughs> What's one subject that's a bit more challenging for you? Mm, if math. you answered math, you're not alone. Kids in the USA are struggling to keep up, and researchers at Ohio State University wanted to figure out what would keep kids, uh, give them a head start. And guess what they learned? What? Playing with blocks. Huh. Yeah, it gets the kid's mind thinking about spatial skills, and it's proven that children with good spatial skills, when they hit kindergarten, seem to pick up math more quickly. So, No kidding. uh, Make sure your kids uh, are getting a little more in their life than just the screen time well, they say, and um, get out some good old-fashioned blocks. They say music, too, helps with math. Mm-hmm. I have been a lifelong music fanatic, played instruments my entire life, and I'll be darned if math, if that helped me with math at all. <laughs> I'm just I'm just not good at it. I just... Mm. My dad had to help me with my math algebra every night. The word problems got me. Yeah. Every night in high school. Yeah. Have you ever, well, if you ever see like, here's where we knew I had problems, a triangle and it'll, the one side is X, one side is Y and it'll say, find out X. I would just circle it and go, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) That made sense to me. (laughs) Apparently that wasn't the answer they were looking for. No. We're going to chat with our producer in just a minute. He's a husband, a father, and he has a dilemma on how he is going to spend his time this weekend. Our producer Griffin's hanging out with us, and you've got some kind of dilemma going on how you're going to spend your time this weekend. Does it have to do with uh, sports? How'd you know? (laughs) Playoffs? (laughs) My team, the 49ers, are playing this weekend, a playoff game, huge (gasps) game against the Cowboys. Biggest game of my life. What day? Sunday. Oh, okay. Also on Sunday, we're supposed to get together to celebrate my sister-in-law's birthday. Oh, you said that so crabby. So, like, uh, and I'm expected to be there, of course. I oh, mean, no. I, other, I mean, I. it's not that I don't want to be there, but I mean. Is this really the biggest game in your life? Because you are quite the sports well, fan. It's a big one. It's a big it's one. A big it's one. pretty, I mean, it's way yeah. out, top 10. I mean, they're one of the favorites to go to the Super Bowl. They win Bowl. this, they're in the NFC Championship yeah. game, And right? is yeah. the sis-in-law party, like, right about game time? Yeah, right around uh, the same time. And I, you know, she doesn't care about sports. So I'm not, we probably won't even be at a restaurant that has TVs, you know? Unless you're going out to eat. Mm. Oh, it's a whole, like, go out and do stuff and be with family. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, so what am I supposed you, to do? Do you record it and not look you at Twitter? No, I can't do that. Oh, that's what my live. husband would do. No, no. You watch it on your phone. Important. You'll be that guy in the commercial that's, like, at a wedding watching the game Just on his phone. On my That'll be you. That's yeah. not the full experience. That's not... I can't wear my jersey well, out. Well, to, to me, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. If you do that, you you lose at both. 
Yeah. Not only will you not enjoy the game, but everyone will, be, will know what you're doing. And they'll right. be like, oh, that was great birthday memory. And you know they'll go home and talk about you. And Sarah will be like, I can't believe you did that. You couldn't put that game down for five minutes. <laughs> but it's a big deal. I think you should try for the first time in your life. My husband does it all the time. He doesn't even no. tell me his team's playing. He keeps his mouth shut. He stays off, like, no yeah. spoilers. And then he watches it when he gets home, and you can watch it in half the time because you fast forward the commercials. I don't have that self control. Right, let's, 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 yeah, let's big picture this. How how valuable is this relationship, like long term? Well, I mean, I mean, she's stuck with me. Like Sister I'm married like, for life. There's yeah. no getting rid of you, and this could just add yeah. to the the fabric and the story of your lives spent together. So yeah. I say, watch the game. <laughs> Man, you're in a tough spot, buddy. <laughs> Do not envy you. All right, I can't believe I'm going to talk about this. Um, but I got permission. I got permission from Tracy. I, I send her um, a video every now and then from these lions. It's, it's always a lion and like a, a male lion and a female lion. And they're like canoodling and stuff. And they're always really, really sweet. Well, I sent her one the other day and her reaction was not great. And I was like, what, what's wrong with the video? I'll tell you what was wrong with the video next. So I send my wife occasionally um, these, um, what do you call it, a, a reel? Like those little videos people yeah. will post? Mm-hmm. Okay, there's some, and, and you can you can do this too. It'll it, your, your wife will melt, but you have to be careful about the video you send. It, it's of lions. Um, they're like a, a, a male lion and a female lion. And the videos are always of them like they're canoodling. They're like rubbing rubbing their heads up against each other or they're just like like lion spooning or whatever Aww. and I'll send them to her and mm-hmm. she loves them loves those so I sent her one the other day and she was like I can't believe you sent me that video and I thought what what could the problem be the cap the caption said this is beautiful and it was a the male and female line and they're like canoodling I watched like three seconds of it and sent it to her I said, I don't understand what's wrong with it. And she goes, watch it to the end. The guy and the girl lion are canoodling. And then the guy gets up, walks like 10 feet away to a different lion. (laughs) (laughs) Starts, lies down on his back and and like stretches out, like rub my belly. Uh, you got to watch the reels to the end before you send them to your bride. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oh, that's so funny. This would only happen to me. You try to be all romantic. Right. I'm trying to be sweet. I'm trying to be nice. Let you know I'm thinking about you during the day. And what do I get? <laughs> your face is red. I can't, I can't. You gotta watch it to the end. Under <laughs> that, I get I get the Nick Cannon of the Lion World. <laughs> Why? Why did I send her that one? Oh, <laughs> oh well. I'll try again today, I guess. So, how many videos do you think I'm gonna have to send Trace of the lions actually behaving to redeem myself for the bad, the bad about one I sent by mistake? About a thousand. Oh, I had to send her a, a lion player. Yeah. Instead of like the sweet not good lions. So my husband can't send me reels because he's not on social media, but I have a lot okay. of friends and my sister who will send me reels. And it is kind of a fun way to bond with people. Like you can laugh over the same thing and um, got the cutest one ever yeah. from one of our Kevin and Taylor listeners the other day. And it's this little boy and 
he very evidently gets to go to church with his mom and dad every Sunday because in their very own bathroom, he requests to have a baptism for his stuffed animal. <laughs> and he goes and he found, he doesn't have like a robe like the, the pastor or the priest wears. He's uh-huh. got like this almost kind of like a, a one like a onesie without the footies and he that's his robe and it's like it looks like a squirrel or something and then he's got his big giant stuffed animal and it, not only does he his mom is all for it like hey if my son wants to play church oh that we're gonna clean awesome. up the wet mess so he steps into the tub and the robe is getting all wet and then he starts singing a hymn like in the bathroom and then he gets the stuffed animal and he, he can he can barely get the words proper because he's so little. Right. But he's like, I baptize you in the name of Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he dips the animal in and comes back up and it it is the cutest thing. And then he looks over and goes, What's that rubber ducky? You've made a decision too? Great. <laughs> All the stuffed animals got saved. <laughs> I wonder if mom had to put an end to it. Like, okay, we're not going to do a baptism every day. It's too much to clean it up. Or if so, you're going to have to do it with shorts and plastic toys.